0: Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Weber, cut it out. Let's go now. <laughs> it's Friday, it's 9 p.m. It's time for the What's on Joe Bind team stream. I'm Mike Garazera, your host. How is everybody doing? Come on. Awesome. Uh, good evening to our, our live viewers. Good evening to our folks who are watching this sometime in the future. I like getting all meta like this. Right. Uh, Joe Colton will be joining us shortly, but here – here is as part of the program, like he is every week, because we can count on him. <laughs> Former head of marketing for the GI Joe brand at Hasbro, the hot show, Mark
1: Weber. I mean, what else are you gonna do on a Friday night? Come on now. I mean, Send, you're, I you're, banished yeah, the family. I muzzled yeah. the dog. <laughs> yeah, you're you're
0: married. You got kids. You got nothing else to do. Well,
1: yeah, I know, but you don't see them, do you? Huh? Who's <laughs> well, in charge, right? Sure. Not right now. No, we'll see them later. I can tell you what. I run this household from 9 to 10.30-ish on Friday nights. So, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, welcome to my kingdom. <laughs> uh, pending, right? TikTok. So my world, my house, my rules till 10.30 at least. Yeah.
0: And only, not before 8.59.
1: No. <laughs> no, that's when they're all parading behind me, right? Taking the trail of tears upstairs. Beat it. <laughs> It's podcast time. Shoo. Yep. Love you. Bye. Again again on Sunday nights for eternal baseball. That's right. Round two. See, I'm slowly expanding my kingdom. (laughs) One podcast at a time. It's the only time I'm in total control of my own home. Because, well, Mrs. Weber doesn't want to be on camera ever. Derek, my eldest, 14 years old, probably doesn't care one way or the other. Uh, Elizabeth, though, is the one who's in, you know, productions at school, right? She's the drama student. So she walks by real slow with like a hair flip in the background. And I'm like, okay, I know who's gonna, who's gonna, you know, pod burst on us first. Who who our problem is gonna be. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be the lovely Elizabeth. So be prepared.
0: And uh, joining us the bottom row tonight in the absence of one Joe Colton, the minds of grindstone toys. Uh, believe, uh, under me here, John Kukovic, under the the honcho, is Troy McKee. Gentlemen, we give you the how we bring them in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, they are here to talk about their upcoming uh, 118th scale O-ring construction military action figure line called Call Sign Longbow. Gentlemen, how are you doing?
2: It's great. Doing well.
0: Good. You don't have any stories to tell, like the honcho. Come on. You're set. That you're getting set up on that. You got to top that, his family.
2: nothing. Nothing that exciting. I'm. I'm right. not running the whole house. I'm just running running my office here at the end of the house. So.
0: How many layers of barbed wire keep everybody else out? Uh,
2: I do. I do have a locked door uh, because I do have a, a six year old. So um, that that uh, that is a precaution I have to take.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was going to you, say, you know, Mark has older children. You have, a, you have
1: young children. So
0: you <laughs> have to have legitimate security measures in
1: place. Yeah, and mm-hmm. as I recall, six-year-olds, sometimes they decide clothes are optional.
2: Okay? Yeah. Uh, they, is- you know, and uh, and I am, uh, I am um, you know, two hours off from you guys. So it is still only seven o'clock here. So oh, <laughs> she's not, she wouldn't be in bed or anything. No. So,
1: yeah. She might be evading the bath. Right, So exactly. yeah, I remember I know how that works. <laughs> and as as cute as it is, right, it's also actionable if it happens to get broadcast on the Internet. So
3: mm-hmm. exactly. A locked
1: door. <laughs> very good idea.
0: Accidental is just doesn't matter. Doesn't right.
1: matter. Remember that time? We're all <laughs> not funny. <laughs>
0: We're all going away for a long time. There's a lot
1: of things that are cute memories, but not so much if a camera is rolling, right? So, yeah.
4: John, you have
0: any security precautions going on?
4: No, I'm good. All right. All I mean, right. it's only me and the wife tonight. So,
0: okay. You do just have to worry about your power staying on.
4: Evidently, yeah. <laughs> We just had a storm roll through and it's, it's been 10 minutes since the storm happened and the power just starts cutting out. So
0: yeah, to to fill everybody in the pre-show John's been on with us for uh, you 20, 25 minutes. Now he's, he's, he's had to reboot three times. So we're, we're hoping we can keep him around. If you see John cut out halfway through, don't panic.
4: I'll be right back.
0: Right. (laughs) as as possible. If he comes back and he looks like Joe Colton, don't panic. <laughs> right. We're expecting her to show up a little bit later, so just just don't don't panic. Right? That'd be a hell of a storm. That is tonight's theme. <laughs> that's, that's it, is,
1: it is kind of guys' night out, though, right now, right? It is. Sausage Fest, right? Where are the women at?
0: <laughs> See, uh, sausage Fest, I always assumed, was a whole bunch of guys and one girl. I mean, and then, depends
1: on the girl, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> but, but, you know, because in, in, in guy speak, it's like everybody's going to try and impress the one girl. And hence, it's that's what makes it a sausage.
1: So what would you call a bunch of dudes and no girls? Now, be careful here.
0: Uh, just just an excuse to all walk around and scratch ourselves.
1: Right. <laughs> we're, we're, no like at, we're like at the gas and sip at eight o'clock on a Saturday night with no women anywhere. By choice, man. It's just a conscious <laughs> choice.
0: I don't know. I don't know if look. I'm. I don't know if that's a good choice or not. But it's. It's. It's certainly a choice.
1: It's fine. <laughs> By the way, as the guy with the largest skull here, how come I get the logo? Like pushing in on me, right? <laughs> Headroom, head Hal. There we go. All
3: right.
2: You feel better no, he can move us oh. around. I didn't realize I that.
1: You <laughs> got the timer. Heads going at actual size. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mike. I mean, I, I, I,
0: I think I have a bigger hat size than you do, Mark, but it's just I sit a little bit further back, so it doesn't <laughs> – I guess that's true. I look, I look a little bit more human. Like the folks who have seen me since we've been doing this show on video, uh, they don't they 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 see me and they say i didn't expect you to be that tall and i'm like oh I don't know what to tell you man <laughs> right. I'm six feet it's not like I'm a giant but they, i think they <laughs> expect me to be some little dude i um, don't know
1: man especially with the with the actual headphones and the luscious crop of fine corinthian air uh nah, you got a lot going on man i would i wouldn't I wouldn't assume you were small I, I, the internet, grand- but whatever
0: even with, with joe Colton around she's very tall too yeah like out of all of the the toy podcasts we could probably beat up most of the other toy podcasts <laughs> that
1: right Troy six foot 10. he's I mean, a ringer. Troy, Troy is a former
0: former power forward for the Denver Nuggets uh, <laughs> John, John is a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers so John, John's yeah. got
1: forearms like Popeye don't make him break them out man yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. we're ready bring on the horsemen something like that yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. next week it's war games are, Get you out, what's on are you calling out arn anderson is that what you're doing right now yeah, like, Oli,
1: <laughs> ready we do, the hor- we do the horseman thing sometimes and we, <laughs> and we make rob oly <laughs> which is not fair man because <laughs> look Look, Oli's the grouchy guy who
0: does all the booking, so it kind of works. I guess so it kind of works. Anyways, uh, tonight we do have a full slate of news, or I'm as full as it normally gets. Uh, some stuff happened this week, so we're going to cover it with these uh, longtime GI Joe fans, these gentlemen, this John and this Troy, and these
1: we'll- pillars of the community.
0: Correct. <laughs> yes, that's the term I'm stumbling around for blindly. Yeah. What I'm here for. <laughs> So let, let's go to the news.
1: Dude, 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 dude.
0: Wow, you're so fired up for that. You kind of blew the audio. <laughs>
1: I'm totally ready. I've been waiting on that all day. I've been scaring the dog with it.
0: <laughs> first news item. Uh, we have sightings of the Target-exclusive Cobra Island classified figures. Uh, reports are turning up regarding more of the first wave of Target-exclusive Cobra Island figures appearing on Target shelves. That's Baroness, Cobra Infantry haven't seen one for Beachhead yet, but I'm sure by the time you're watching this, he'll, he'll have turned up somewhere. Um, I'm sure if you've spent any time online in recent days, you've caught wind of these two. It appears that Hasbro and Target are making a real attempt to make good on the promise given during last week's Fan First Friday event to make those figures more available. And that's that's a good thing because, wow, there's a lot of real toxic negative stuff in the community and not all of it's unearned. Because these things have been really tough to get a hold of. I think it gets taken to unrealistic extremes. I think there's a lot of a lot of undue negativity about it. But but at the, at the core of it all is a legitimate issue, and it's
1: good that they're trying to address that.
0: Mark Weber, what you thinking?
1: I mean, the only people who could possibly be upset by these figures becoming more available are the guys who thought they were going to finance their kids' college education off of them, right? So. Right. It was, you know, it was problematic that they chose some really iconic figures and some of the well, the first troop builder, right? To come out and be store exclusives that were damn near impossible to find. So I would argue, and no offense, Mike, that beachhead is kind of the tipping point of what you might want as a store exclusive. Like the roadblock was fine. Not everybody wanted it, you know, an alt deco of a popular character that's already been released. Okay, now you're talking, but something like the Baroness, right? That is an A plus can't miss character. And at that point, and maybe still the best figure they'd made to have that, and the only vehicle they'd offer to have that be available in such limited numbers was really frustrating the collectors and and beyond that if you're looking at the overall growth and health of a line if they're not on shelves because there's there's no animation or anything pushing it right now how are you going to build new fans if they aren't ever on shelf so there's no downside to this get them out there more and more and more you know be happy to, i'd be happy to see them you don't want them to sit too much but enough to sit and let a new generation fall in love with G.I. Joe. That's what they need. So bring them on. No no downside here.
0: John, Troy, are you guys collecting the classified line? And if so, have you had problems with these finding these figures?
2: You go ahead, John.
4: Okay. Yeah, I've been collecting them from the beginning and I've had a terrible time. I live in a fairly decent sized town, but we have one target. There's another one about a half hour away and there's just a lot of guys that wait in line and grab the stuff they can go every day and so i think i got really lucky on the viper i happened to have to go down to arkansas one day for work and i stopped in a target around nine o'clock and there was one viper on the on the refill stand i snagged it and that was that was the only one of those i found at, at retail but yeah i'm pretty excited about it i as a customizer i i like to you know i, I don't want to feel bad about cutting up a figure that's worth 70 or 80 dollars you know i got mm-hmm. i got things i want to do with these things so so yeah i'm i'm pretty pumped
2: up about it uh, yeah. i'm I'm, I'm stoked too yeah i uh <clears throat> i've been trying uh to collect the line it's real frustrating <laughs> my uh my hang up is i am uh, 60 miles from my closest target and i was telling uh mike about this during the pre-show it's uh you know, I, I can't go check it every day because you end up spending way more in gas than you even would buying them on, you know, at inflated prices off of eBay. So the more of them to go around, I'm not going to complain about that because uh, I'd, I'd much rather have them out. And um, there's still a couple that I need to get. So I, I'd, I'd much rather have a chance at getting them at retail and not uh, not having to travel uh, on a regular basis to try and look for them.
1: And the, and the hope is, since Target is, is obviously happy with re-releasing them, that they understand the under order the first time, and yeah, the next yeah. Maybe one, maybe more than one case per store. That might yeah. Be and the next <laughs> one's coming. Maybe i will have a more healthy order because I'm I am terrified about that breaker figure because you know John John's a customizer I'm on a level that I'm not, and that basic olive green original thirteen buck is really valuable. And then no one's going to mind having a couple extra ram cycles around, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. they i you know my i've said said in the past i don't think they can overproduce that figure i think people will be after it like crazy because the the dedicated customizers who like to have a bunch to work on and maybe if it's a really good buck they like to have a couple in waiting for projects down the road they might buy five six seven of breaker if they can yeah so you know i and with classified, you've kind of learned to grab, if you see something you want, grab it now. <laughs> There's no coming back to get it or it hasn't been That's right. So exactly. I, I hope this is a good sign for increased basic orders for target moving forward.
0: So what you're saying here is, is that you are prepared to raid the Kukovic compound
1: guns blazing <laughs> to find that Ram cycle. Well, I mean, you have to wear a mask. <laughs> That's the only problem about not having to wear a mask right now, right? Like they'll see me coming. Normally, <laughs> if, I can, if I can put a mask on, no one notices my six foot two redheaded albino <laughs> persona sliding, <laughs> sliding around like a ninja for the last few years. Now I got to be more careful.
0: Right. Just the any, any hint of sunlight just bleeding right. off. Right.
1: Like a right. laser. Yeah, I'm like moon night. I'll <laughs> come out at night and I'm pristine white. So you see me coming. <laughs> That's me. And still,
0: somehow, never been shot.
1: Nope. <laughs> either, either of us. So Mysteries of the universe, right there. Yeah. Mysteries of the universe. Yeah, Poe Dameron will play me in the movie. So right. right.
0: Yep. Welcome to our Facebook viewers. For the first time, we are oh, yeah. we are also, in addition to our YouTube live stream, we are also on Facebook. Uh, so if you're catching us on Facebook, go ahead and just give us a like right now, because that shows up on our screen, mm-hmm. and I'm really jazzed about it
3: do
0: it so uh next news item we'll keep it in the arena of sightings uh snake eyes gi joe origin classified figures have been found in asia um asian fans have are uploading images of in-hand figures from the upcoming movie as well stands to reason that these figures will be in the united states soon as you'd think they'd want to have movie merchandise on the shelves before the movie debuts, uh, Snake Eyes: G.I. Joe Origins premieres in theaters on July 23rd. Tonight it's June 11th, so uh, time's running out on that. So, yep, uh, not not a big surprise here. We figured this had come. It's maybe a week or two sooner than than I had anticipated, but here it is all the same. Um, so it's also perhaps your last time to see Akiko before she is in yeah, cat dead.
1: Dead woman walking,
0: because that's going to happen.
1: That's oh gonna man! Happen. Isn't, it, isn't like the teaser sentence on her their posters that released this week that she's willing to sacrifice all for the clan, or,
0: or, <laughs> like, or defend defend the clan at all costs. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. Right? Just yeah. put a called
3: yeah. uh, It's, it's called a,
1: foreshadowing.
2: Yeah. It's called foreshadowing. called a
1: spoiler, man. Right. Or, when she when she takes off her karate gi. Yeah, what's under there is a Star Trek red shirt, man. <laughs> That's what's going on with Akiko. Like Akiko. It's, it's just not gonna end well,
0: right? Poor Akiko. Kiko. That's no. it, it's it's not it's not gonna, go. It's not if gonna she, go. If
1: she was a pro wrestler, she'd be the one <laughs> in the ring already when we come back from break, right?
0: <laughs>
3: right. right. And snow
1: no, no.
0: no. nope. you might not even catch her name. Yep, just. Because the announced team might not know
1: it, like right.
0: that's how dead she is.
1: Be- because the, the the ring announcer has it wants to announce the fire breathing dragon that's about to come out <laughs> with all the pyro and get out of the ring quick before she gets devoured, right?
0: Right, and uh, draws Walker Nine has a an uh, an observation. The Snake Eyes movie Storm Shadow is going to be a sleeper. He looks much better up close from the recent promo photos, and I'd agree with him there.
1: Well, oh. I could I couldn't disagree more.
0: Really? I mean I mean you the, could, but you'll be cut. I, I
1: suppose <laughs> the the bone color just next to the flesh doesn't work as well as the pure white. And there's almost no deco on it. Almost yeah. none. He looks unfinished. So yeah. I'm a, not a fan. Not a fan. Uh,
0: I, he's number five out of five for me too, but I think he looks better than he did in the previews.
1: I, I suppose you have close photos. So I've shown a little bit of Silver Deco here and there on him, but uh, yeah. I understand, you know, wanting to do something a little different, but I just, I don't, I don't, I didn't mind it in the trailer, right? I think it'll probably look better in the film than it does on the big, but I know, believe it.
0: All right. So gentlemen, anything to add on there? I don't want to push past you. You're our guests. Nope. No, no, yeah, t-
1: It's a good t- opportunity to rip it. If you don't like it.
4: <laughs> no, I know as soon as I say, I don't like them, I'll be collecting two or three of each. Of
0: them, so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> John knows how this goes. Yeah, I, I do. You know, you when, shit.
4: when Thomas Wheeler had a, uh, he had a, a thing he did years ago, a survey back when three and three quarter was kind of winding down. And I mean, this is years ago. Uh, He was one of the main guys, you know, that was always trying to get everybody involved in things. And he asked what everybody thought would be a great scale for the next round of GI Joe's. I I was the only person on the internet that on that, that whole thing that said that I thought an eight inch line would be pretty cool. that was before, sigma six that was before any of this stuff and i remember i just got totally trashed by people you know they were just like that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard and i was you like well that. i actually <laughs> had some eight inch gi joes at one time you know i'm you know not totally pulling this out you know this was really something so so i i'm really careful right now whenever before i totally slam something because as soon as it comes out i'm like that's actually kind of cool and i end up buying it anyway so well, speaking except of- those new lego sets
0: Speaking right. of questionable GI Joe merchandise, next news hey. item.
1: <laughs> and the Segway award, not for tonight, but for the whole damn year. Thank you, John. John right. set that up, Mike. He just dunked it.
0: I understand. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm going to take my. I, we're we're enamored with the assist, but somebody still had to score the bucket. Okay? Yeah, no, it this, was this great. Is true.
1: Send it in, Jerome.
0: <laughs> I mean it's one of, great lob pass, but somebody had to throw that down.
4: That's right.
0: So uh G.I. Joe licensed building toys have been spotted in Tuesday morning stores. And uh for again for our pre pre-show discussion, that's the closeout store for the closeout stores. Yeah.
1: That's the low rent Dollar General.
0: Yeah, that's that's when when you can't sell at Dollar General, when you can't sell at Ross, yeah, you 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 sell it to Tuesday morning uh, shoppers in the discount retailer reported building sets for several classic themed real American hero vehicles from toymaker forever clever. Uh, you can go check out their website at foreverclever.com. Uh, don't expect it to make much sense. It's assumed that these vehicles will each include a specific pilot. Although at showtime, we don't know all of the pilots. Uh, GI Joe offerings include a sky striker, snow cat, a surveillance patrol jeep, which looks kind of like a vamp with no gun, a ninja speed cycle with snake eyes, and the ninja commando four by four, which is that the awe striker from the movie, also with snake eyes. Uh, cobra offerings include the rattler, hiss, night raven, fang with cobra commander,
1: and ferret with storm shadow. Uh, I think you got you got to do the quote thing when you say night raven, yeah.
0: night raven.
1: It, looks night like,
0: raven. it looks more like the small. Uh, um, rise of Cobra version of the of the Night Raven. Yeah, prices range from approximately three ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine a piece. Prices right on these things, but these are already even by an excited excited buyers who are finding these things by surprise for the first time. Uh, they're not getting reviewed well. They are not not uh, not happening. So yeah, basically, Matt Rubin asks GI Joe building toys, and yes, GI Joe building toys—that is to say, knockoff Legos. Um, yes, there are <laughs> pictures. I did not, I did not bother to share them because our guests already have a lot of images that they're going to show tonight. I don't want to kill everybody with PowerPoint, but uh, they'll be making the rounds. They're, they're it's not good. It's not good. It's, Maybe
4: the best thing about them is the box art.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a lot of cases it's the classic Hector Garrido art which proves that you could probably sell an old cheese sandwich in that box and it would still sell
1: <laughs> but the art the Garrido art they're using is of the figure right? right no
2: only 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 on the two sets that come with snake eyes, snake eyes because yeah. there oh. isn't Garrido art for those vehicles so they oh, just stuck okay. in snake eyes art in its place <laughs> and
1: and my favorite my favorite part of the whole thing both snake i have a problem with him putting two snake eyes things out there he's the guy fine but the art on one of them they use the original snake eyes art the commando full-on you know g 10 013 whatever you want to say and on the second one they use the version two the sword the wolf all you know all that but the figure that comes with both of them is the exact same figure and it's the version two guy So, I get that you don't want them to look identical on the shelf, but if you're going to use different art, then maybe you should have a different figure in there, right? It, it would just be chest and head to change, right? Just deco, but, I mean...
4: Can you like, get that memo to Hasbro on the retro line, Mark? You know what? I know a guy.
1: <laughs> uh, I know a couple guys, actually. Um, but, uh, I mean, they're doing a whole month. Uh, Yojo June, which is great, and it's nice to see Joe get pushed front and center, but this wasn't announced by anybody. It was announced by some dude on Facebook who most people questioned the authenticity of it because there'd <laughs> been no inkling about it. So either either this was completely forgotten or it was intentionally kept quiet, and either one is an indictment. Of something different, right? So I'm not, not against building toys and the, they don't look terrible. The price is certainly right, like Mike said, but I don't know, it's just a, a lot done suboptimally. How's
3: that?
0: <laughs> John, John Kukovic as a customizer. what The ultimate of customizing toys are build toys how do you feel?
4: Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would agree with that. I, uh, I've seen some pretty amazing stuff put together with building toy blocks. It's just never been my thing, but, uh, but yeah, I've seen some pretty cool stuff put together with that. I could imagine at 399 or 699 a set, you know, if the, if the pieces fit together well and hold, I could see people buying quite a few of them just to build all kinds of stuff. So.
0: Yeah, er, early report is they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at least at least at four ninety nine or six ninety nine a shot. At least you can pick them up and and find out and mm. have it not right.
1: It's not next stop really, Dollar Tree, uh, right. right? I wonder how many Night Ravens you'd have to buy to actually build a Night Raven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: how, how many Night Raven version twos does it take to make Night Raven version one? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Maybe we need to start a contest.
0: Mm, see. Troy, Troy, your thoughts here. You got anything,
2: uh, you know, I uh, looking at them They're they're questionable. Uh, you know, the, the figs don't uh, don't do it for me. That Cobra Commander minifig looks really kind of short and squat and I'm not sure what's going on with his helmet. Uh, but I, I haven't seen him in hand. That's entirely based on the pictures on the Internet that I've seen. Uh, but I was kind of in that camp when they first showed him. I thought they weren't actual product. Uh, I didn't you know I, I wasn't involved in any conversations about that but I looked at that and I'm like, oh you know, you know somebody made that um, mm-hmm. you know and then they're like, oh no no no, you know got it at Tuesday morning and then my next uh, question to myself was what do you mean they got it at Tuesday morning <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking- The
0: G Wonder guy
2: got rights to do boxes.
0: But then I looked at it again. It's like, wait, no. The G Wonder stuff looks a lot better than that. What is this all about?
2: I I was wondering, how does Tuesday Morning source stuff? Because it's like, Mm -hmm. where did this come from?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, when when (laughs) your your big retailers, your targets, your WalMarts decide they don't want a product, or or they clearance a product, they they pass it down to to a wholesaler which is a big lots or a ross or or a tj maxx and then when those stores decide they don't want it and they they wholesale something out even worse it goes to tuesday morning so this is already this is a couple of steps down makes me wonder what the what the planned retail price was for these you know mm. i mean it's it's four bucks for the little ninja bike with snake eyes
1: here where they're going to try and get
0: us for 12 on that the first time around
1: man this is straight to video right starring eric roberts that's pretty much what we're looking at here. <laughs> it's like
0: an Aquaman sequel starring Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not. not Aquadude. Right. Aquadude. It looks kind of right, but it's not really right. <laughs> when Whenever he's on TV, I always refer to him as direct-to-video Aquaman, and it makes Rob laugh. Uh-huh. So. so, anyways, that's the news.
3: Doot, 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 doot. All right, all
0: right. I was about to say. I mean, you know, because if if you didn't have sound effects, we were going to find somebody. Oh! I've been replaced. Joe Colton is in the house. Everyone.
3: Hi, guys.
4: Hey, Joe.
2: Hello.
0: So uh, let's figure out. Let's, let's let's get you up in the top row. Get Troy out of here. <laughs> I got demoted to the
1: bottom row. <laughs> oh, no,
3: it's okay. I don't mind.
1: We've got to keep the sides, you know, split just in case something breaks out. Uh.
0: <laughs> that's right. Get out of here. Shoo! We don't want you. We don't want you thinking that you. We don't want people thinking you're going to be irregular.
1: Don't get too <laughs> comfortable. We got Wonder Woman <laughs> on our side. <laughs>
0: that's terrible, but that's that's the news. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, Lord knows we we. It's hard to it's hard to report sightings on a on a. Live stream, right? Imagine if you will, you're walking in the target.
5: Anyway. We could do a live stream of us each
0: walking
1: in our in our own targets and finding not me. nothing. Not me, not me. <laughs> not me. Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> well, he and Mike have a call. I'm, I'm not going in. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I had kid, 20 bucks to go
1: in. <laughs> this, is, this is me in the target parking lot showing a whole different finger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good lord well anyways uh, that that, uh, that closes up the news and it brings us to why we've got such a crowded house tonight and let's to give, our, uh, give a platform to Troy and John's new project uh, as we announced at the beginning of the program uh, they are grindstone toys and they are here to show off Call sign Longbow. Take it away, gentlemen.
2: Well, thanks again for having us on, guys. We really, we really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, this week, uh, or really last week, I guess we started uh, really pushing on social media um, with Longbow. Um, For some folks that were around uh, at Joe Fest in 2019, um, we had done a panel. Um, We had a, the company had a different name at the time, but um, we had done a panel. Um, to kind of gauge interest and to see if there was what we thought was enough interest to pursue an O-ring product line. Um, you know, and uh, it, it was received pretty well. We got good feedback um, and we, we decided that was something we wanted to move forward with. And we, we started uh, kind of redesigning the product line um, based on the feedback we got at the show and feedback we got from our factory reps. Uh, but we had this idea that we were going to have a, a Kickstarter that was going to go live in 2020, and uh, then 2020 happened, um, and and that Kickstarter did not happen. No, um, no, it's
0: probably for the best.
2: Yeah, and and it was rough. Uh, uh, you know, John and I both have day jobs, and we were both uh, essential employees at those day jobs. And um, you know, I can't speak to anybody else, but my my day job essentially tripled in size uh, overnight when COVID started. So, um, you know, it just, it's one of those things that kind of got, uh, uh kind of got pushed back. Um, but we, uh, like I said, we've, we've been redesigning, uh, and, and adjusting some of the stuff that we thought was going to be, uh, our first series got pushed back to the second. Some of the stuff that we thought the second series is getting moved up. Um, you know, so we, we, have we've been working, Con- work has never stopped on the project. Um, we just, had a very different pace through
0: 2020. I can only imagine as (laughs) somebody who, who bounced from into and out of employment several times over the course of 2020 alone. Yeah. It was a, that was a heck of a year. I can only imagine trying to throw another log on that fire. (laughs) That's really what it was, was a fire. Yeah. So uh and joe and i were present for your present in 2019 so we remember that one and, and yep. there was some other great stuff there as well but we're here to talk about call sign longbow so what what's the backstory for, for this particular project
2: john you wanna you wanna you want to talk about it a little bit have i talked to you
4: about longbow yeah uh yeah <laughs> okay so I, I hope one of you does come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so It is a, it is a line with a storyline that takes place in 1986. And uh, we wanted to keep this as classic as possible. We wanted to keep everything period, you know, period type to where everybody kind of felt like these figures fit in with other things that happened in the 1980s. Um, And so this group of guys, their, uh, their job is to, their job is to disrupt Soviet, Soviet plans across the globe. And that is how the story starts out is they, we send a recon team on a mission and they, they find out some pretty bad stuff and then the story takes off from there. Uh, So that is kind of, that's what we started with. And then uh, I will tell you just in the last, almost the last eight months, Troy and I have redeveloped the storyline and we've just really tweaked this thing so that a storyline could could last for multiple waves if we wanted uh, for the uh, for the Kickstarter we have really focused on getting the most out of a, a small amount of molds uh, and so we're pretty proud of what we've done there and and pretty excited about showing that to people because it's pretty cool and it's a lot like uh, a lot like another company their first first round was kind of using the same molds over and over and doing some pretty clever things with them and Huh, that's kind of what we're doing, too.
2: Yeah. Uh, like John said, you know, it's it's set in the 80s. Um, we really kind of envision story-wise, you know, someday we'd like to do a comic. Um, but uh, we really envision it kind of uh, having the tone like an 80s action movie, right? That's, you know, that's the, that's the kind of uh, uh, pace we want to set up with stuff. And, and a big piece of... Kind of the development of the whole line in general, not just stuff for the initial Kickstarter, but things we'd like to do afterwards. Is you know we had conversations about what were the kinds of things that we wanted as collectors and as kids back in the day that we didn't get. Like what's missing out of some of those some of those vintage O ring toy lines um, that that we'd like to see. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of where we where we led off from. Um, so that's uh, that's. Uh, yeah, kind of the kind of the backstory on where Longbow comes from. Um, we do we do have some uh, some stuff to show you guys. Um, we're we're it's it, so the hardest thing, uh, at least for me, over the last week and a half, as we've been prepping stuff and we've been doing some character reveals now for a month, but we've really kind of been ratcheting up stuff here is What do we show and when do we show it? Because it's really easy for me to turn around and show everything. <laughs> Um, so it's really hard to sit down and say I'm only showing this one thing today. Um, so we we are going to show a couple of things. <clears throat> I will say up front, we are not going to show any sculpts tonight. Um, we we are saving that for Joe Fest. Um, I will say our factory rep hooked us up with a sculptor um, who worked on the Real American Hero line in the early '90s. Um, and yesterday we got um, a, a set of um, renders back uh, on the first digital sculpt and They're sick. Um, uh, they're, they're, so <laughs> they're, they're really good, um, but we're not gonna show those tonight. We're gonna give the sculptor another two weeks here um, to do additional revisions and stuff before we show that. But um, anyway, we are very, very excited with how that is going. Um, but, uh, but we do have a couple of, of other things to show. Um, and, and we'll just kind of talk about you know development um, and how uh, you know how how those figures happen. So I'm going to just screen share here real quick. So you know like most things we, we start with concept art and then we go on to um, you know input drawings or sculpt drawings um, where we try and uh, you know put together what we want the, the figure to look like now, if you were following us on social media this last week, you'll know that on Monday we shared pictures of our sculpting buck, which is a, um, you know, kind of like a blank engineering figure um, that then the sculptor can work over the top of. So we take that buck even at this early stage when we're doing um, when we're doing input drawings, and uh, I essentially draw over the top of it to make sure that we get the proportions right. Um, and you can see that we spend a lot of time trying to make sure that we get details correct, that they look like. Uh, figures that you would have had as a kid you know even even down to things like the drafts uh, where where stuff pulls away on the uh, on the sides of the of the you know the details and things um, so uh, you know we do we put a lot of thought into those details we put a lot of thought into you know if, if some of these body parts are in a tool with another figure how we make those work how we make those colors work um, so there's a lot of a lot of thought that kind of goes Goes into that, John. Do you have anything else to add uh, at this point?
4: No, not on this slide. I don't think.
2: Okay. Let's see. stop sharing that one. Uh, let's see. What do we want to show them next? We want to show them some deco, or we want to show them uh, weapon sculpts.
4: Let's we'll show them weapons.
2: Let's yeah. show weapon sculpts. Okay. Yeah, just show it all. It's fine.
5: <laughs> we won't tell anyone.
2: There's a button on the bottom. <laughs> says show <laughs> them all. <laughs> well, the weapons yeah the weapons uh so this is um some of the weapons that we've put together for for the kickstarter Just um and cool. yeah and and john and i modeled most of these um or actually all of these so um you know you get kind of a feel for uh you know what they what they look like it 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 should look like stuff that you had as a kid Um, And that that really has been kind of a driving focus, like I said, on details and stuff. So, um, you know, they, you know, they come out, there's a picture, you know, the sculpting buck is here in this image, so you can get an idea of scale, um, you know, how they how they look. So um, those have come along really nicely. And then real quick, I'm gonna jump over here because we actually have a couple of those 3D printed already. Um, and those came out really, really nice. Um, these, are, these, these are high quality prints. This, the, the grenade, we, we have two grenades. We have a, a, an American style and a Soviet style grenade. They fit so well in the figure's hands. Um, and we, we tried them in, in the hands of our figure uh, buck to make sure that those uh, proportions work. But we also tried all the weapons um, in a couple of different uh, vintage figure lines. Um, in, in hands from those vintage figures to make sure that things fit and that things were sized correctly, um, and that it would work with with stuff that you've already got, right? Um, so so if those,
1: put, if you put that grenade in a vintage Beachhead's hand, mm-hmm. will it will it
2: break his crotch? It it probably will <laughs> yeah. uh, because that's all connected, uh, yeah. and any any pressure on any of those body parts is going to break the crotch. That, well, um, that's not that's not on you. No, no, that is not on us. that is not on us the The grenade's really cool the way that it fits um because they actually they they kind of hold the top of it and you can place the thumb inside the ring uh, and it it kind of holds in place. it's really slick. Um, so that uh, that came out really nice, um, yeah, which
4: which is a good time to bring up the fact that we have already shown this on the buck, but the buck is very similar to older construction style, but we have added a swivel wrist to it, and uh, that wrist will be made out of a slightly softer plastic so that we can uh, we can avoid the broken thumbs. And uh, as far as the as the waist issue, the waist has a slight rib in it to help keep that from happening. Uh, so the, the buck does have some improvements over past things, but we really wanted it to seem classic. And the hands are just another another nod to a, a Hasbro design when they did twelve inch heads back in the nineties and how those popped off that same style of of joint is how they go together. So so they just can warm them up in some hot water and pop them <coughs> off. Yeah, so that's it's a pretty cool design feature, really.
0: I would say so. And also if you you know, if you bust a thumb, it's not just you're not tossing it out and happen to get a whole new figure.
4: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And I mean, theoretically, right, they're going to be they're going to be swivel wrist um, on, a, on a post. Uh, I mean, theoretically, right, like for customizers or even if you break a figure, you know, you should be able to heat that up with a blow dryer and pop it off and swap out the hands. Right. So you can decide you want a guy to have gloves or you want him to not have gloves or mm-hmm. whatever the case might be. It's just that extra customization. Um, and then that as a designer. Uh, you know the thing that I really dig about that is now if I'm reusing those arms because uh, we're doing a different character, but I've got to reuse that arm tooling, I don't necessarily have to have the same set of hands, and I can at least make it look a little bit different where the whole thing is not the same. Um, it allows some additional combinations, which uh, which I always which I always like. Uh, let's see here. We'll show. Uh, oh. Let me bring up a. Uh, a deco sheet here, real quick. These are kind of preliminary deco sheets. Um, so here's here's the deco sheet for Coyote without uh, without the the callouts. Uh, but you can see, I mean, it looks like a like a pretty traditional, uh, you know, O ring figure. All the parts are where they're supposed to be. Uh, it comes with an accessory. We we don't have this sculpted yet, but we designed this uh, this gas mask. Um, and the way that we're hoping to produce it is that this will come as a single piece with the canister attached here. Uh, and the end user, the consumer will actually twist that off and there'll be a hole in the back to attach it uh, to the front of the uh, um, uh, gas mask there. So it, it'll look like a real gas mask, even though it kind of looks like this here. Uh, but you can see, I mean, it, 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 we want you to feel somewhat nostalgic about this stuff. right? Like, Like John was saying, we want you to be able to put this on a shelf with vintage figures, and feel like they all kind of go together. Um, so we've got that. Uh, let's bring up another one here. Uh, here's one of the Soviets uh, with some camo. I
0: want you to know, I, I brought one of my classic beach heads up, and it, it broke the crotch. Oh. Not really, though. No.
2: <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you looked at it, it probably broke the crotch. <laughs> Tori, can you zoom in on this a little closer? You bet, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you guys want to look at something or, or if something yeah, you want to yeah. see something bigger. Yeah, I want to see I want to see the middle the
1: middle shot
2: here. Zoom in there as
1: close as you can on the belt. Okay. Alright now pan up a little bit. All right. I really like how you've hid the torso cut on this. Guy. Mm-hmm. I right? knew. I'm oh not seeing gosh. any brutal chest cut here in the middle. How are we you ever that. gonna? How
2: are you ever gonna pivot this guy to pose him? Well, what it, what it is is this piece covers up that uh, that joint, and then we just have them glue it on. In fact, uh-huh. uh, that way that way you don't you don't see that mid torso joint. <laughs> he is, because it's an, o,
1: an O-ring figure, though it's articulated fully at the waist, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it is. So, so you can accomplish that same level. Of posing without ruining the aesthetic of the entire figure. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. incredible. That's really good. I'm digging that like crazy. I mean, there's a there's a lot to like here, right? <laughs> but but to be maybe the only guys out there accepting that basic truth and keeping your figure looking shiny, I'm I'm you know full on applause right there, right? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Give it up. Give
2: it up, Joe Colton. <laughs> Tough crowd. What we knew, you know, there there is to, to kind of uh, go along with your point there, Mark. There is, we think, um, you know, a fair number of folks that that, you know, enjoy that addition or that original O-ring aesthetic. Right. And um, like I I love modern figures. Um, you know, and I I work on a lot of different product lines for Modern Figures. I I work on stuff for Marauder. I work on stuff for um, Dime Novel Legends. I do some packaging stuff on Action Force. Like I love Modern Figures, um, but I also really love those vintage O-ring figures. Like there is something about you know those, and it's it really is. It's your first one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something about that that no matter how much I love the other stuff, I am always going to love an O-ring figure.
1: Well, and I, I like that you're not totally slavish, right, to the mm-hmm. classic Joe design because sure. the wrist swivel is a huge improvement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's, a, especially with gloves or long sleeves, there's a natural cut there, right? So, yep. by and large, you can make that work. But, you know, I, I like that, you know, you don't have to add in something that looks bad
2: just yep. because
1: that's what everybody's doing right now. So,
2: yeah. right. And it was just you know the, right. the risk thing that all came together because we we got that additional uh, articulation, we got the additional customization and we solved one of the reoccurring issues uh, that, that 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 figure design has and that like yeah you're checking off all three of those boxes why would we not why would we not follow up and, and try and make that happen? Um, you know, and and we we got some good feedback from our factory about that. Um, and and yeah We uh, there's just that makes all the sense in the world when you stop and think about it. So
1: Yeah, and yet nobody else can seem to figure it out but whatever. <laughs> We're not talking about them. I like what you guys are doing Uh,
2: we got we got one more deco here to show I have lots of other decos, but I don't uh, you know I don't want to just do the same stuff over and over again, but this is one um where we had had tooling and uh, that Spetsnaz trooper tooling, um, and we we need to figure out. So it's that same figure you just saw. We we need to figure out a way if we have to reuse that tooling where we're going to deco it where it looks really unique. Um, because that's the thing. If we have to reuse tooling, we we want to make it look different so it feels like it's a different figure. Um, so here is that same body with a different head. Um, just as uh, we don't we don't have this character entirely figured out because it's it's just kind of a, a generic um, Slavic guy in a tracksuit right now. But um, you know, there's there's actually a whole meme on the internet about uh, Slav Slavs uh, squatting in tracksuits. There's a Facebook page dedicated to it and everything. But it's um, it's it, so it's this thing. But it's like we never got anything quite like this uh, in the '80s. But this is the kind of thing that you know a a collector wouldn't mind having a couple of these and you can use them you know uh for you know uh, kind of stuff in in the balkans or something or you know if you need a bank robbery or whatever um you know it 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 just shows that we can we can be creative with the decos if we need to reuse those those tools um and like john said part of our plan Um, to make this economical, where we can do it is we're going to start out with a very limited number of tools in the Kickstarter. And then as we get to some higher stretch goals, once we've banked enough money, uh, we'll unlock some additional tooling where we can do more unique stuff. Um, But it's just, um, you know, that's, uh, it's just a matter of, like I said, if we have to reuse something, we want to make sure we make it look really different. So uh, let's see, what else have we not shown here? Um, so, some of the feedback that we got uh, at at Joe Fest two years ago was um, we didn't have any female figures in the line, um, and I know Joe uh, particularly uh, 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 made that clear to me. Um, she threw right, a
3: chair. Her, I did right, not throw
2: <laughs> a chair at
5: him. I love Troy. I mean,
2: it wasn't a chair. Down. She flipped over a table, uh, but. <laughs> So I'm taking cover. So I'm, I'm purely. <laughs> my <sound> effects. Ever. <sighs> so uh,
5: here's,
2: here's the news for you, Joe, cause this is a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, okay. we are going to do female figures. We did develop a female buck. We do want to move forward with that. As of right now, that's probably not going to be part of the initial Kickstarter. That would be okay. a second series thing, but we do have one set of drawings. We'll go ahead and show you now. Okay. Um, uh, for for one character, so uh, I'm telling you <laughs> through the table. So this would be the this would be the first female uh, character oh. in the line, and this is uh, oh, one she- of our. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, she. If if we can make this work the way we think, uh, I I I will be real uh, happy with the way this turns out. It. Uh, the, the legs are actually the same size as on the male figure. We, we designed an entirely separate buck uh, that John okay. engineered um, for the female figures that has uh, the arms are, are slightly smaller than on a male oh. figure. The mm-hmm. waist is slightly shorter than on a male figure so that um, they have uh, more feminine proportions. Um, but it I think I think it will come out real good. Um, so this is what we're planning in the future.
5: Great. Yeah. Oh, Ben says stretch goals. I agree with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh,
2: you know, we 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 are always open to seeing what we can do, but uh, but I I think uh, after after conversations with their factory, I think we're going to hold off on this.
5: She looks um, great. I like the proportions. It looks huh. it looks like an actual like female should look in a figure, not yeah. like Rob Liefeld's. Friggin'
2: drawings! Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I tried using our, our standard mail book to draw up um, this same character, and mm-hmm. it was it was just too limiting, and and height was an issue. Part of the problem, too, uh, I mean, ideally, right, this hair would be a separate piece, um, okay. obviously. You can see over on the left-hand side is what one looks like without any paint, um, or what mm-hmm. we think it would look like without any paint. Um, on a male figure, if you put that hair on a male figure, it actually sits taller than most of the male figures, and um, oh, it's okay cool. to have, you know, a couple of tall girls. But we don't want all the female characters um, to to be. Uh, I'm okay that with that, but guys. probably not everybody. <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, also, if you put that hair on a male figure, it automatically puts them in White Snake.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and it is the '80s, so I mean, we could make that work. Right right in. On. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Anyway, the we so uh, and that's that's uh, you know, like I said, we're gonna have sculpts uh, at the presentation at Joe Fest on the twenty seventh. Um, but we're also gonna be talking about the stuff we want to do after the Kickstarter. So that is kind of a preview of some of those things that we want to do after the Kickstarter. Um, like I said, some of the stuff that we had originally had planned got pushed back to Series Two. Um, you know, we had to make some tweaks to some things, and we really do want to build this. For long term, we would like this to be a long, ongoing thing. Um, you know, we we would like to do figures every year if we can. Um, you know, and and really have have a regular, consistent product line. Um, so we will be talking a little bit about that too. Not just where we want to go in the short term, in the next year or so here, but where we want to go long term um, after that. Yeah, the so, vehicles and the playset. Uh, We'll be, we'll be discussing those kinds (laughs) of things. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we've got that. Uh, the other thing we've got for you guys, um, uh, tonight is we actually, you know, we've been doing these character reveals. Um, and we actually have a bonus character because we've been doing one every Wednesday, but we've got a bonus character here uh, that we are going to show for the first time here on What's on Joe Mind. Um, and right now at cslongbow.com, we have the little uh, the little kind of bio about this guy uh, up and running. But this is uh, this is a Soviet VDV trooper, um, and the VDV is uh, essentially it's the Russian airborne um, forces. Um, and this is, so this is a named character. Uh, I am gonna butcher this because I my Russian is so bad. Um, but uh, his, his call sign is Meisnik, um which is butcher in, um, in uh, Russian. And this guy is, uh, he works for Volk, which is uh, the character that we showed on Wednesday. Um, and this guy is like a really sadistic uh, bad guy, and he's really into knife fighting, um, and he's he's kind of unhinged, uh, I guess I would say uh, personality-wise. Um, so, and this figure, uh, uh, I know with the two straps, it may look similar to that um, to that Spetsnaz figure, but actually, this guy has no tooling in common with the Spetsnaz figure. This will actually be uh, a separate. Um, uh, body completely obviously because it has rolled up sleeves but um, anyway so that's like I said this is the first time we're showing it off this is some uh, fantastic uh, Rod um, Wiggum art Um, he's he's you know a longtime Joe artist and he's been doing these um, for us and I'm so excited that we get to work with him on stuff Um, and I love the art style because it looks um, you know looks like vintage comic um, and, and because of the way it's drawn, I can actually color one of these real quickly. So, uh, are a ton of fun to work on. Um, so like I said, that, uh, that's an exclusive here. So anybody watching this now or in the future, uh, you know, this is, this is a new one here for what's on your mind. So,
0: and we appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. You We're, bet. Is it okay if we tag everything else you do as what's on your mind exclusives? Absolutely. That's, you know, <laughs>
2: You can you can tell them the products yours afterwards. That's, that's uh, you know
5: As long as the money goes to you guys, right? <laughs>
2: that's right. That's right. No no uh no publicity is bad publicity, right? Well so.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you've been at Tuesday morning lately <laughs> We're going back to the building so.
2: <laughs> We're hoping to avoid Tuesday morning if at right, possible. Let's be possible Yes honest.
5: please, I have we're, to go all the way down to Manassas yeah. to get to one
2: <laughs> We're all
1: hoping to avoid Tuesday morning <laughs> Joe Colton, is, is
0: Russian one of the 13 languages that you speak?
5: No, but oh, I, can yeah. yes, yeah. I can read Russian Yes, I can read Russian
0: Alright, fair enough
2: I, I, took a, it I took I took I took an intro to Russian class and Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, I it, you know <laughs> it's
5: I'm not okay.
2: Easy. I'm okay until we get to those letters that are the same symbol as what we have, but they're a different sound.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh
2: because what is it? It's the 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 I can't remember if it's the R makes the P sound or the P makes the R sound. Like that just yes. screwed me up. The R makes the P sound,
5: mm-hmm. I think.
3: Yeah.
1: I think the the only Russian I know I learned from Colossus, so it's all buzz Boy and By the White Wolf and Great Lenin's Ghost and yeah. Sure Tolbervish 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 yeah Your good friend. Oh. So terrible, Fastball Special, Little, little <laughs> Snowflake, Good so, cry, Little Snowflake.
5: I have a question for those that aren't going to be going to Joe Fest. Are you recording the panel?
2: So we haven't had anybody ask about recording the panel. Um,
5: Can you record the panel?
2: <laughs> we might look into that. I guess uh, there's two schools of thought on that. I guess we could record the panel. Uh, or live or, stream it. Or we still need content to keep dripping out until the Kickstarter gets going. So uh. it might be the kind of thing where we, uh, we hold some of that back and drip okay. it out online. Um, like I was saying, it's hard for me to decide not what to, sh- what not to show because I really like, it would be easy for me to just show all the like sketches and stuff that I have for things that aren't even developed. I'm totally okay with that. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, sometimes it's better. I know, uh, if we just do one thing at a time, <laughs> but we, I guess we'd be willing to have that conversation if we can find somebody to record. Okay. I don't, I don't know that we'd do it, but we'll, we, we'd be willing to talk about it.
3: Okay.
0: Mark Mark Weber will be at Joe Fest. He is yeah, well, he is a technical expert of two two podcasts now. So right. there you go.
1: <laughs> I can <could> totally <laughs> screw it up. So if the if, <laughs> if the P makes an R sound, does that make them threat snaps?
3: <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> just I mean. I'm, i don't want to make
2: a fool out of myself it's know, just more it's, often
1: than necessary
2: it is so hard to read and i got i don't read well to start with and then i it, I, I get into it's that, a that and there's,
5: language so it's like i grew up on it so <laughs> I'm
2: like, john speaks
0: russian there yeah. you go he's got the basics
2: you know and we did <laughs> we did a lot of research on 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 you know the, the soviets to make sure we got things right we watched Rocky Four and Red Dawn and Top Gun. I mean, we, you know, we, we did, we actually, you know, like I said, we want to do a comic at some point and we have like a recommended reading list for anybody that we might find to help us write. And it's all those kinds of movies um, and Tom Clancy books and stuff like that. Um, it's, you know. Like I said, we want it to feel like an 80s action movie, so the good guys need to be these big, kind of over-the-top heroes, and the bad guys need to be really evil Soviets, Um, you know, so, yeah, it's, you know, I think, I think it's a fun, it's a fun concept, and for us, um, you know, uh, Hasbro, obviously, in the 80s, specifically avoided uh, having the Soviets as a main foil for GI Joe because they were worried, you know, about political ramifications, um, you know, and those those kind of things. And um, since that country doesn't literally doesn't exist anymore, we can do whatever we want, right? The Soviet embassy is not going to call up and yell at us uh, because we, you know, portrayed them in an unpleasant light, or we made fun of the Politburo or something. You know, we can um, we can have our bad guys be bad guys. Um and not not worry about constantly trying to, you know, make it a shade of gray or something. Um, so that's that's fun. Well yeah, and it lets you
1: avoid what has become dicey about classic cobra is the ruthless terrorist organization mm-hmm. determined to rule the world, right? Yep. Yeah, I think yep. that's that's really clever to to be able to cast pure villains mm-hmm. that nobody's gonna argue about, right? Like yep. modern day Russians probably aren't going to say, you know, the, the old Russians not so bad. You, you
2: get bad rap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Run into that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, like I said, it it didn't make sense forty years ago. It makes great sense now. Same thing with those with those swivel wrists. It's you know we can make that right. improvement. Let's make that improvement.
0: Throw throw some stuff out to the folks who are watching us now. Uh, of course start getting your questions ready. looks like we're going to have a couple of minutes to do some Q&A uh, with the folks who are here in the live stream. Of course, if you are watching, give our video a like. If you're watching us on Facebook, go ahead and thumbs up that video now so we know you're here. Um, really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Question I've got for you guys is the specific characters, what, what process went into determining what what type of guys you wanted on this team like what were you trying to are you using joe's as templates are you using are you trying to fill in the holes that maybe didn't get filled with the original team because obviously i mean i don't think i'm overstating things by saying gi joe is obviously a a a basic template for what you do you know obviously it it molded you as a fan years and years ago
2: sure it's an it's an influence for sure Right, right. um but i mean so you know all, all those 80s o-ring lines even non-o-ring stuff i'm a big mask fan you know it 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 helps shape who you are um you know we we did look for specialties that maybe did not exist in other lines um or you know um, kind of to get them in there um so we we have done a lot of development work uh, John and I have both written a number of characters and, and gotten this thing ready to go. And we have a brand Bible um, that's right at about 100 pages right now um, right. that we have just been cranking out stuff. Um, and we even know like the structure of the unit and like how many guys are in a section, how many fire teams are in a section, how many, you know, uh, sections are in a fire team, how many fire team or sections are in a platoon, you know, kind of things. Um, so interestingly enough, our, our, our four kind of core guys that we're gonna focus in, um, you know, in the Kickstarter and beyond, um, we, we didn't really pick necessarily specialties that hadn't been done before. Um, but we were really careful to um, break up this four-man fire team into um, groups where they would kind of interact as pairs. Two of them are Army guys, one's a Marine, one's a SEAL. Um, So it's two Department of Army guys, two Department of Navy guys. But you know, SEALs and Marines kind of have a rivalry. On the Army side, one of them's a Green Beret, and one of them's a Delta Force guy. And there was, in the 80s, uh, I, you know, we've read about there were some when Delta was originally created, there were guys in the green Berets that had been doing that job essentially prior to Delta's creation. Um, and they were not happy about somebody else coming in to take the job and when Delta was created, they all refused to go out for it. Um, I, I was reading this this um, you know uh, story about that. Um, so even our two army guys like, sometimes it's these weird pairings where the delta guy and the marine guy get along really well but you know there is a little bit of tension sometimes between our guys because that's how people are i think that's um you know especially when you're doing something for kids everybody gets along everybody on the team gets along and you don't you don't necessarily always get into that stuff but especially with a collector's focus line we want these to feel like real people and you have conflicts with people that you work with sometimes they're not big conflicts sometimes they're little conflicts but that that is true anytime people are working together um, so the the four kind of guys that we want to focus on once we get going um, didn't necessarily follow that template where they were things that we hadn't gotten before but um, we did try and put a lot of thought into kind of some of the, the ways that they interact with each other um, but we have lots of lots of guys where, um, like like we said, you know, well, there wasn't a guy that was X, so we need to make a guy that does that. Um, and then we start doing research into, you know, what kinds of schools that guy might have attended in the 70s and 80s in the military to have that kind of specialty and that helps us kind of shape who that person is. John, you got anything to add there since you've been writing a lot of them here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would say that
4: as far as character design goes, y- when you start seeing them, there's going to be a lot of archetypes, uh characters that you've seen in movies that oh, I recognize that costume because that's what so and so wore in this movie. Not exactly, but you'll recognize some of those and things that, you know, fell off the fell off the wagon that Hasbro may not have ever done. They may have one time planned on it, but they never did. So, we may do some of that kind of stuff, you know. Um we don't want to rehash anything, but we, we really, the thing is, you know, one thing that always bothered me was that, uh, in the GI Joe line, almost anybody that is air force is a pilot and you've got some pretty elite air force guys out there that, uh, that served in Vietnam that, you know, served through, served through the eighties, you know, as elite forces. So, you know, when, when I first came on board and started talking to Troy about this, I was like, I really kind of want to bring in one of these guys and, You know, so there's been a lot of that and, and most people, you know, you don't think about an Air Force guy being on a team like that. So, so we kind of set up separate teams and like, like Troy said, there is an entire, entire base full of characters, you know, and we're just going to focus on a few at a time and tell these smaller stories that will eventually lead to a bigger story. But, you know, there, you asked about design and that is one of the things that I noticed when Troy puts stuff together like this, he usually has an archetype in mind or a character that, that he wants it to, you know, he wants to spark that memory. It's not just about being totally accurate or, or, you know, Oh, well, those guys never would have possibly done this. Well, in our world, those guys may have had to do that because they're part of this, this call sign longbow, which is a special group. So, so, you know, we just kind of, we just want a way to throw these guys together bring in some characters that people hadn't seen before and explain things in more detail. Like if you were, if you really were going to have a firefighter on an elite Delta force type team, why, what, what qualifications does that person have? So that's what anything that we're doing that is outside of like a normal military specialty, we're digging in and trying to figure out why they would, what would actually make them military. So not that, not that we're going to have a Environment on the team, unfortunately. But first, first crowd question:
0: uh, Are the characters based on people you know in terms of foibles and quirks?
4: Sometimes.
2: Sometimes, yes. Some of them are. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. Some of them are based on people that we know. Um, you know, and some of them, you know, I I work with a couple of guys who who are former military who were in during the Cold War. Um, so there are bits and pieces of that. Um, I think anytime that you're putting together. Uh, a character, you're writing a character, right? The bits and pieces of yourself or people that you know wind up in there. I don't think there's a way for that not to happen at some level, right? It might be something, you know, a really minor detail, but, uh, you know, it just comes through um, because that's your, you know, that's, that's who you are as a person. And as you have that output, that's going to be going to shade how that comes out. So,
4: And when you're trying to when you're trying to show how two people interact, it's really easy to grab, you know, to think about somebody at work or somebody that, you knew a few years ago and be like, that is something they would have said all the time. And so you just make that a personality trait. So, I mean, it's not like you're copying wholesale, but it's really easy. You don't want everything to sound like it's me and Troy. Right. So, so, you know, the characters have to be different than us. And the best way to do that is to just dive in and and think of other people and how they interact and how they present themselves and say, like this guy would be kind of like this person or you know, there's there's been a ton of writing. The way we write their files out is is pretty cool I'll tell a little bit about their their background, usually, how they got their file their code name, their call sign, uh, just because that's always a, you know, it's always one of those things, like not everybody's call sign is just just because of what they do in the military. Some people got a call sign, maybe for a reason that they didn't really, didn't like at first, but then they embraced it, and that's just their name
2: now, so. Like Fumbles. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Dr. Fumbles.
0: Biff Biff Donk asks, uh, will there be any (laughs) Easter egg custom figures, like familiar characters you can put together using parts from multiple release
1: toys?
2: You're going to have to wait to find out. Ah,
1: there you go. Along <laughs> of those same lines, guys, we've all found that our vintage o-ring finger figures age kind of poorly mm-hmm. from a legs staying connected to torso uh, uh perspective so mm-hmm. i would i I don't say I assume, but I would assume these figures can be taken apart kind of like the classic Oh yeah, quarter show. Because yeah yeah still eventually a,
2: they'll need new o-rings right mm-hmm. just like they yeah. all do right still a still a screw in the back uh, you know easy easy leg. to disassemble Four rivets. Um, right now our our kind of engineering headache is is getting the proper rivets for the arms um, you know it's uh, but we're like i said we want them to look uh, vintage so we're we're following up on that uh, with a couple of different sources but yeah uh you know legs will screw screw together trad- the the traditional way at the thigh um and the back will screw together so cool
0: yeah and matt rubin asked the sixty four thousand dollar question when do you think the kickstarter will open
2: we'd really like to aim for spring of 2022 uh preferably about the time people are getting their tax returns um <laughs> that is uh that is, we think that's the the hot time to hit, but um, at, at the show uh, on the 27th and and uh, you know, on the 26th beforehand, John and I are gonna be walking around and we are going to be um, handing out, we've got some feedback forms and we've got some swag. Let me uh, see, what did I do with the uh, swag here? Oh, right here. Uh, we will have some feedback forms and we are gonna be asking about um, when the best time for a Kickstarter is Um, and what kind of feedback, like what kind of things do you want to see that you haven't seen. Um, And then we will have these longbow unit patches um, that we will be giving out. And there's just a little card on the back that says, hey, keep an eye out for the Kickstarter and gives a little uh, brief description. But like I said, John and I will be handing these out. We'll also have those feedback forms, fill them out, give them back to us. Um, And what we're going to do is we um, are going to do some uh, giveaways uh, based on the feedback forms. Um, so if you fill out the feedback form, um, you know John and I are going to do a couple of sketch cards. You know, if you win, you know we'll we'll do your favorite Longbow character. Um, we also have some early three um, D prints of some of the guns um, that we had done for sizing. Um, so you know they don't they don't have all the details on them, and they might not be the finished version, but we uh, we had them done uh, to make sure that they fit in the hands right, and that they weren't too long or too short or whatever. Um, so we're going to be giving some of those away. Um, too. So uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for us uh, on the show floor. We'll have um, we'll have some grindstone shirts that we'll be wearing uh, on the 27th for sure. Um, but um, yeah, we'll be we'll be there wandering around. So
0: awesome. Let's go ahead and bring it on into the station. We'll pull in and do some shout outs. gentlemen. You're our guests. Why don't you go first? Is there anybody, uh, Troy McKee? We'll start with you. Shout Who do we who do we want to give recognition to? Well, week, I want
2: to I want to shout out to you guys for having us on. We really, uh, we really yeah. appreciate it. You you guys are our first media appearance, Um right? so it's all, it's that, all, it all uphill from here. It's all, it is all downhill from here, baby. <laughs> so that's a uh, that's a big deal for us, and we we appreciate the support. Uh, like I said, I know we we uh, we feel like there's uh, a fairly good sized um, O ring contingent where people people still want that, um, and I just want to shout out John um you know who's obviously my partner in this whole thing i couldn't do any of this without without him um you know i got lots of ideas but he he really ha- helps me take those kind of to the next level and to to make them a reality because i i i would just sketch stuff all the time and not make any progress uh, and john helps keep me on track so
4: <laughs> okay <laughs> good ba- good balance. <laughs> hey it, it really is a good balance troy is extremely creative and a lot of this Actually came from an idea he had several years ago. So he, you know, he really, he knew what he wanted to do with this. And when I found out this is what he was doing, I, I, I had to be part of it. I, I was like, this is, this is the coolest thing. And uh, so, awesome.
2: Did we, did we lose it? John? Right, in, right in the middle of his out? Did we lose John? Right.
0: <laughs> Possible. He, thank, <laughs> he thanked that, you and had a jack. Not that deeply contented look. We, we not should it out. out. He's fooling us. We need to give him the Donnelly treatment and, and freeze frame for ourselves at the
2: same time. Right. Did he have a stroke? Is he. And go. Okay. <laughs> you just sent me a message. <laughs> 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 He'll be back, maybe. <laughs> sure. Sure.
0: But do you have He's any other up. Come on, for, now. For, for, perhaps for the long suffering family that's had to deal with you while you worked on this stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So since I've got John's time now, uh, yeah, I would, I'd, I'd like to thank, uh, my wife and daughter, obviously, cause they put up with, uh, oh with this, um, cause lots of times I'm working late into the night. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to my folks. Um, uh, because my mother and my daughter are the ones that put all of these, uh, uh, patches on these backers and uh, Child labor, those kinds of things. So, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't do it without, uh, without my family too. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I'll give them the shout out now that I've got the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on some level it's call sign.
1: Where's dad? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, so we, we will be, uh, you know we, like i said oh we're doing God. the we're doing the swag and we're going to do those giveaways if you win you should not expect to hear from us from some until sometime in july cuz when this show is over i have a week where i'm not allowed to work on anything where we're going <laughs> to do some oh. family time mm-hmm. so uh, yeah uh, but uh, that's it, a good it,
5: idea until
2: yeah. then it is as hard as we can go till Joe fasts, so and then get as much stuff done as we can,
1: and then operations save your marriage. Yeah, uh, <laughs> smart man. well played, Troy.
0: Hey, uh, Joe called while we're waiting for John to come back. How about you give some shout outs? She's waiting. <laughs> Wait, apparently, <laughs> do you still have the train going in the background? Okay, yeah. I'll go. <laughs> Mark Weber, give us some shout outs.
1: Hey, uh, two easy ones. Uh, my buddy, Jimmy Underhill, one of my oldest friends in the whole world who moved to Rhode Island first and then just abandoned me and moved to Arizona. So I mean, what the hell, <laughs> Jimmy? Uh, but my uh, a good friend and my goalie on my soccer team in high school. It's his birthday today. So shout out to goalie god, uh, Jimmy Underhill. And then uh, to one of my oldest friends in the industry uh, from McFarland Toys, uh, Rachel Van Nortwick, who's a really good friend who has helped me out with some uh, some uh, job networking stuff lately, which is always good. So to Rachel, to Jimmy, uh, love you both. Happy birthday, Jimmy, and uh, RVn Thanks for the help. There we go.
0: Ro- Rob's got this pegged out. Kickstarter stretch goal. Operation oh. Second Honeymoon.
1: Now we're talking. <laughs> to, to Russia. Russia is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>
5: he won't be able to pronounce anything
0: no <laughs> John John we'll come back to you here since you got we managed to make the whole hour of something I I know off and then bam right at the end we got a freeze frame of John
4: so it was a
5: good good freeze though
0: did you have any shout outs that we didn't get to
4: uh just just one um other than what I was saying about troy also, Uh, one of the other guys that's kind of a big part of the community that really gave me my first modeling gig raging spoon uh doing stuff with him and complex has been an absolute pleasure i love working with him on our projects with complex and we got new stuff coming out there but it'd be uh i'd be remiss to uh, bring up the fact that i think troy kind of used paul as my uh to see if i knew what i was talking about when it came to engineering and modeling uh so uh so if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Spoon, I probably wouldn't even have this gig. So,
0: <laughs> how about that stealth shout out for Paul, former yeah. guest program, Paul Kirkstein, Joe Colton, who we got on shout outs from the sunroom uh, now train free.
5: <laughs> um, you guys every week, I love I love our our podcast, and to our guests, I haven't seen them in a, a very long time, and I am so excited for their product coming out and when it does on kickstarter do support them because we all are in the same community and we need to support each other mm-hmm. and um my husband who is very supportive of my work and my hobby of collecting action figures. He doesn't know that I will be contributing to a new three and three quarter figure. Fine, but that's okay. <laughs> I won't get a divorce yet.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a little, little quick for that,
0: right?
5: <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. We don't,
0: we don't see everything on the program. We don't know. Just, <laughs> just, just let her talk and don't react.
5: <laughs> this is how we got the watermelon thing last time.
0: Good grief! Come on, come on, honcho! Don't get the don't get the live crowd too fired up. Come right? on, no.
5: Um, he does yard then,
0: work. He's a keeper.
5: And he dug, He dug a walkway, so
0: we know he's a keeper. But he might wise up someday. Yeah. <laughs> Fair
1: enough. <He's> tough. <laughs>
5: uh, and then, um, <laughs> it was Maggie's birthday on Sunday hey. or Monday. Yeah. Yes. And we celebrated Sunday, so a shout out to her, and I made her cry on her birthday. It was exactly.
2: great. Oh, you punch her? No, <laughs> we
5: have this thing where we give each other cards that like make each other cry, like on our birthdays or Christmas.
0: It's the one time of the year they allow one another to be girls in front of one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then they go back to kicking ass and they just <laughs> punching one another. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Her boyfriend finds it very uh, uh, odd and uncomfortable. And so, like, I, I have written now longer cards to make him feel even more uncomfortable.
0: That, that adds an extra layer of entertainment to it for you, though.
5: Yeah. And she loves it until she gets the card. And it's just like, it's like both sides and then the back. Or I write really small to fit.
1: That's like a high school valentine, right? Yeah. <laughs> And another thing. (laughs) Figuring out
0: how to use the laser printer.
5: (laughs) I'm an awful best friend. (laughs)
1: That's good to know. Yeah.
5: Like, Wes was like, What are you doing? Like, you have to stop your speech.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness.
5: That's who I'm shouting out to. You
1: know, if it works out for Maggie. And this guy, who I don't know, maybe there's a maid of honor speech down the road. I'm just saying. Oh
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. The tears will flow. Yeah. The,
3: and
5: Edward
1: will fly. The mascara waterfall to be amazing.
5: Think uh, so. It'll it won't be COVID during hers, so it'll be videotaped like normal people have their wedding, and so right. it'll be amazing. I
0: so mean, Mark, Mark, you remember Joe's wedding? It was beautiful, oh.
1: it was gorgeous. <laughs> it was a it was a black motif. Right, right, <laughs> yeah,
0: we were, we were sitting in a room much like this, only there was no wedding going on,
1: right,, yeah. and yeah. a nice and a nice lady heckled me for falling asleep after an hour of blackness, yeah, yeah. that would be uh that so nice. west mom west's mom heckled Pancho. <laughs> yeah, I think Mark's asleep, no, I'm not, I'm here he, he totally was, I think I was he was totally asleep in my beds. It was, like an, it was like an hour. It was an hour
5: in. So. Yeah, we, we, so I live near a military base. And so we had helicopters and then lack of internet went out. And so we just, it was awful.
0: Yeah. The the Zoom wedding did not so much Zoom.
5: Yeah.
1: It was good times. It was dark for a long time. And then someone came on and said, I don't know what happened, but it's over. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, okay. and they didn't tell
5: us until two hours later. That's fine. Were- I would
1: I wouldn't have told you either. I would have said it went great. Oh,
5: deal with
1: that, deal with that later. Yeah, it but- was
5: bad. I was like, "What?" And yeah, like,
1: uh, I wouldn't yeah. have told you at all. I would have said it went great. I mean, until yeah. months later when we can milk
0: laughs out of it on a crummy podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was still funny. <laughs>
1: Anyways, oh, hey, get just, out. Hey, i to Hey, I just wanna hop on one thing Joe said for all you people who are saying. We really want O-Ring, right? We really want that vintage feel. You're out there. Right. What do you see online all the time, right? Pitching so and
5: playing. Don't
1: you cannot afford to miss this, right? If yeah. this, You know what? This sounds like what you say you want. So <laughs> let's go, people. We, we, we just, really hope it is. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to use your yeah. wallet to type.
5: But
3: I know you got one. So, totally going to share the fuck out
0: of this. Yeah. Of a swear jar. So, anyway. Oh, come
3: on. Yeah! <laughs> i made it almost.
0: That's the swear jar brought to you by All the Cool Stuff and McClure's Pickles. Mm-hmm. So, remember remember to uh, help Joe Colton out. Visit our, our coffee donation page uh, and buy her some swears for the swear jar. Because, mm-hmm. Lord knows. She rings up a tab Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give some shout outs of course to the, the unsung fourth man of, of the what's on Joe my team Racktime Rob holy back there somewhere off in the abyss being the moderator for now two live stream feeds look at his yeah. look at his responsibilities uh, exploding mm-hmm. uh, to our sponsors of Kokomo toys uh, to Todd and amber and the whole gang thank you so much uh, to everyone watching us here in the live feed tonight both on YouTube and on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in and spending an hour and a half with us. Uh, To anyone who's watching this later on, which many of you do, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Sorry we can't get you all live, but at least you know where to find us Friday nights at nine here on the What's On Joe Mine channel. John, Troy, shout outs to you, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime you need us, by all means, say the word and, and we'll we'll get you back in just as soon as possible or get whatever word you need to get out out. Uh, just just. Yeah. So awesome. sometimes sometimes we're not so great at doing the social media. So don't be afraid to just send an IM or something. You, you bet. To, you bet. Thanks happen. so much,
2: guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. No Love spoiler.
0: it. It looks great. Looks fantastic. I'm very excited for this one. Uh, So when as Mark said, when this one comes up, make sure you get this one in. Yeah. Uh, I need to give a special shout to the Honcho. I will be joining him again on Sunday on the Eternal Baseball podcast, two weeks in a row. I think I'm being groomed for the permanent gig. See? We'll see. <laughs>
3: right?
0: It's right? not happening. I just, he just had, he just got two weeks in a row. But what can you do? So if you enjoyed, you know, watching, watching Mark and I stammer through, uh, a baseball game with a bunch of zombie and pro wrestling references. Mm-hmm. Get ready for more of that this week.
1: Yeah, we'll sink. In We're looking to sink a new team this week. That's uh, right. So watch as Mike and I torpedo the Dynamax, hosting the Red Hot Chicago Cubs. Uh, and you can find it's Eternal Baseball on YouTube. Uh, you know www.eternalbaseball.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're all over the place, um, but it's Sunday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern.
0: Yeah, subscribe to Eternal Baseball. If you're one of the few who's watches us and isn't subscribed now, make sure you hit that button uh, and uh, get yourself all the notifications and all of the fun that we put out on our social media channels. They are listed down in the, the, the description below. Uh, for my co-hosts, Mark Weber and Joe Colton, for my guests, Troy McKee and John Kukovic, I'm Mike Irizarry reminding you, go get vaccinated. Let's get back to normal. <laughs> Let's get out and see one another again this summer and this fall. Have a great evening and tune us, tune in again with us next week for the next very exciting episode of What's on Joe Mind. Good night, everybody.
3: Bye, everybody.